Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Welcome to the new sound of online radio. Welcome to the sound of Universal Broadcasting Network. This is your sound. This is the sound of Universal Broadcasting Network at UBNRadio.com. Well, hello, everybody. It's glad to be back home. How's everybody doing? Welcome, welcome, welcome. We're in for another amazing and wonderful afternoon. We're so glad that um, you're joining us. We're also really very, very thankful that you are really responding to our social media. Good for you. Welcome, 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 John. What's going on? Hey, hey, hey. Good to see you. Thank you. Thank you. Did you have a good holiday? Um, You know, my daughter got married. (laughs) 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 We'll talk about that another time. Oh, okay. No, but she's fine. Don't get me wrong. It's just fine. All is well. Great family. All that. But I told my husband the reason I think it happened as quickly as it did is that he and I make marriage look easy. Uh Uh-huh. And when you make it look easy... Everybody thinks they can do it. So <laughs> I'm just praying for the little girl. But all is well. I, we, we love the family. Um, I believe she's going to do well. And um, and he's, as a matter of fact, they're, they're leaving, coming back home today from their honeymoon. He did a destination honeymoon for them because she loves Disneyland. He took her to Disney World. Oh, wow. And she was very surprised. 
um, they come back home today, and he's uh, filling out applications for law school. So guess what? All right. She didn't do too bad. <laughs> <laughs> she didn't do too bad. So that's great. Yeah, I just uh, it was kind of a surprise for us, but um, yeah, it was a surprise to me when you you texted me that. I was like, I wait know. a minute, I didn't know anything about this. <laughs> I, what? No, and I really thought I had mentioned it, but what happens is we kept saying, well, just wait till school is over. You know, you only have a year left, mm-hmm, and they were mm-hmm. like, okay, we'll think about it, and they did like this. No, we're ready to do it now. I'm like, okay, <laughs> you know. But anyway, there, you know what? What we have to understand as parents is that, even though we we raise them, we bring them up, they're still only given to us, loaned to us, mm-hmm. and they kind of really have to make their own decisions. And we just have to be there, um, if and when they need us. And that's mm-hmm. it. So, I think we did a good job because we definitely kept God right there in the middle. And um, I'm going to decree and declare all as well. Excellent. How about that? Yes. Yep. So I had a little talk. With, you know, uh, the vote comes up for California mm-hmm. on Tuesday. And I contacted um, Antonia with um, Sister Jenna. Mm-hmm. And I, I want to put out there, and I want us to put it on our Facebook page and on our um, where our people are listening, is about Meditate the Vote. Yeah. We want... People, if you've never in your life taken the political process seriously, mm-hmm. um, there's no better time than the present. A lot of people are making um, jokes, you know, all on my Facebook page and everybody else's jokes about everything, but this is not funny at all. The, the laughter is over because it's here in California. I'm not telling you who to vote for. I'm not telling you who not to vote for, but the awesome... Um, concepts in meditate the vote um really make you think i mean you may think with your party you may think out of your party but what you have to think about that it's more than you when it comes to the vote especially this time so meditate the vote i want you to go to www.meditatethevote.com if you're um, on facebook do www.facebook.com meditate the vote if you're on twitter it's uh the twitter.com meditate the vote if you have some questions for them go to meditate the vote at gmail.com the key is meditate the vote that's and you can even hashtag that and some things will come up for you it's very important and we would be remiss if we did not um stop our program and make you understand that that is of the utmost importance. We don't want November to come and people say, well, I didn't vote because. There's no there's no reason not to vote. And the other thing is, if there's something you don't understand, you can call us. We'll help you um, get the right answers. Uh, again, I'm not going to tell you who to vote for. I'm not going to tell you not who not to vote for, but I am going to allow you to weigh the pros and cons. It's so important. Remember what your mama said? Listen, listen, listen to your adult. We did adults today. I need you to hear my heart. Meditate the vote. Pray about it. Think about it. Discuss it with other people. And don't just go there and, and press a button because this is what you think. Okay? Real important. Did I get across, John? You sure did. All right, I hope so, because, you know, this now is not the time. 
another day. I have grandchildren coming up, and I want them to live in a world that was uh, as close to free as I, as we have it, you know. And um, if we allow it to go any other way, um, we'll be sorry, and we don't want that to happen. So, okay, on a brighter note, <laughs> on a brighter note, everything is going well in the world, okay? Um, I want us to, when we're looking at our different things on Facebook, because I get the same kind of things that you get. Um, I got this text maybe about a month ago, and it said, when a negative thought comes into your mind, Take your time and think of three positive things. Okay, and is that work? Yes, work. But at the end of the day, you'll even when you go to bed, you'll be happier because you will not have allowed such negativity to um, overshadow you. We live in a world that, you know, people whine about things. You ever have friends, uh, Reverend, that just whine about everything and you just hate to see them coming? John, you have those kind of friends? Uh Oh, John's laughing. Every day, all day. Exactly. (laughs) And so that takes a lot out of you. So what we have to start doing is um, making our mindset. What were you going to say, John? They're energy vampires. Yeah. Oh, good (laughs) words. Those are good words. Because we don't want to, you know, wind up, um, you know, sapped of energy and strength Mm -hmm. and faith Mm -hmm. at the end of the day. And peace. peace. Absolutely. Peace is so important. Um, you can go to bed with all kind of problems hanging over you, but if you have some peace, you're going to sleep well. Yeah. Okay. So, um, again, um, I- I'm glad to be back. I'm glad to, um, have everybody standing with us. You know, John, this is our fifth year. Mm. Not so bad, huh? All right. All right. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> well, we have an amazing guest today and John knows that this has kind of been dear to my heart. Mm-hmm. We've been trying to get someone that really knows their stuff when it comes to um sex trafficking and you know i heard the word um i i I have to be very um truthful with you i didn't really understand it john was explaining to me i don't live in la la land but it just hadn't come to my my village Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. but i know that it's out there because it's Every time you pick up a newspaper, every time you go on the TV, every time you look on your Facebook or other social media, somebody's talking about sex trafficking. Right. So when you first hear that, you know, in my head, I just see people, you know, crossing the street in traffic looking for sex, sex trafficking. Mm. You know, mm. I have to be honest mm-hmm. because I had no idea. That's funny. I know. I have to, get, you know, I have to make my <laughs> guests laugh. OK, <laughs> but I am so glad to have her in the house. Reverend Deborah Manns, mm-hmm. welcome here. Thank you. We thank are you. so glad to have you. Yeah, thank you for having me. And you know, she's already started um, the show before us. What was the show, John? The one just before us? The National Safe Child Show. Yes, mm-hmm. and so th- those uh, that show was extremely animated and very, very rich. And um, she started talking with my guests, and we tried to get her to stay so that we could finish the conversation. But that's okay. We'll have them ba- both back another time, John. We sure will. Mm-hmm. Deborah? Yes. Tell us how long you've been dealing with this kind of thing. The Virtuous Woman Inc. actually was created in 2007. So we are going mm. on almost 10 years of Whoa. working with 
high-risk youth and young adults, transitional age youth between the ages. We range between the ages of 10 to 17 and then 18 to 26. Okay. So we have been actively doing the work for Is that your website nine that, and a half years. That's the music that plays at your website when we go there? Do you have music at your website? He's asking. Mm-mm. Okay. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Wanted to make sure we got the right website up. That's why. Okay. 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 No, I don't. I don't have. Well, they're in the process of building my website now. Gotcha. So. Okay. All right. Okay. Okay. There's a lot of virtuous woman inks, but they're not real. Uh, okay. <laughs> Amen. Okay. Well, that's good to point out because the Amen. listeners will be going yeah, Googling. Yeah, they can Google me directly. Yeah. Oh, my right. name. If they Google my name, a lot of stuff will come up under me. Okay, Deborah, good. Yeah, D-E-B-O-R-A-H-M-A-N-N-S. Great. Okay, right. good. So we'll put that out there. That's great. So what made you decide? I mean, virtuous woman sounds awesome. Just like my sister named this um, radio um, program Rare Woman. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because she knows that there's something rare about every woman that you meet, even if they don't know it. Right. And right. so that was her, her whole pretense for the show. Mm-hmm. So virtuous woman, I know scripturally, but what else made you think of that? The actual name of the 501c3 is called The Virtuous Woman. Okay. And the reason that, well, I didn't name it that. It was given to me years ago, even before I even knew I would be a preacher, even before I knew I would be doing <laughs> oh, I forgot work. to tell you that, y'all. She a pastor. So <laughs> if we start te- preaching up in here, y'all already know. John will start singing and we get to rocking and that'll be it. Okay. That was just something I always Sit, we're saying to myself, like, one day I'm going to have mm-hmm. an organization called the Virtuous Woman, Inc., but it really was originated not just from Proverbs 31, but because it's an organization that deals with each person individually mm-hmm. because we all are different even yep. though we're the same. Our needs are different. Our concerns are different. Our emotions are different, but the same. Mm-hmm. So we named it The Virtuous Woman, Inc., to acknowledge to every woman that she has virtue. That's awesome. So that's where we came with the name. Right, And that's very similar to what Vivian did with Rare mm-hmm. Woman. And somebody asked her that, and she said, because we're all rare. Mm-hmm. Some of us just don't know it yet, right. you know, and that's the point. Right. So when we think about sex trafficking, and you heard me say my little... Um, walking across the street <laughs> looking for sex. I know, I know. Everybody's going to text me an email and say, LaRoya, please. Really? Right. <laughs> really, girl. I'm telling you. And I know. I'm sure I, you're not the only one that felt right, that way. Right. Yeah. Because yeah. I, I don't, you know, I didn't know. And, and yeah. that's why it was so important for me to get somebody here. Mm-hmm. So I'm coming to you, Reverend Man. Yes. What is sex? Give it to us at the core. Give it to us at the raw. Okay, well, let's start right here. Okay. First, the true and legal, the legal term for prostitution is 18 years or older with the consent to have sex with another consenting adult. Okay. That is why we have the campaign in many states create, started here in the county of Los Angeles with Supervisor Marco Lee Thomas that no child is a prostitute. Right. You can't call a child a prostitute if they're not 18 and old enough to consent to have sex with another consenting adult. At that point, they're being raped, molested, sexually assaulted. Mm -hmm. And to the point of trafficking now is sexual exploitation because Mm. they're exploiting the children for sex. When we look at human trafficking, human trafficking in a hold could be labor, 
for okay. debt, for okay. bondage, servitude, and sex. And this is 2016, y'all. <laughs> Go ahead. Mm-hmm. So that is why many times you will also hear the phrase modern-day slavery. Okay. And that will tie into human trafficking as well. Okay. But when we actually identify human sex trafficking, we're talking about those predators that actually use humans for sex Mm -hmm. so now they're actually trafficking bodies and how they're making their money is sex Mm -hmm. so we went from drug trafficking Mm -hmm. to sex trafficking the difference is is that the drug dealer makes more money off of the sex trafficking because once the drug dealer runs out of his product Mm -hmm. he has to stop it might be for a day or two days till he re-ups with his distributor right right, to Mm -hmm. go back on the street but with sex trafficking, they can use that girl over and over, or boy, because it's with boys and girls, mm-hmm. so I want to be clear. Mm-hmm. They can use that person over and over and over again until that person meets their quota. So that's where human sex trafficking comes in. Mm-hmm. The really devastating part about it is whether they're underage or whether they're adults. Statistics have found in all the research we have done and even working with these victims Mm -hmm. that a lot of the older victims that have been trafficked and a lot of people still call them prostitutes. Statistically, they were first introduced to trafficking as a minor. Mm. So many of them that are adults now were also a product of public systems. Mm Department of Children, Family, Child um, Welfare, Mm -hmm. where they were foster youth. Mm -hmm. They were on probation as a youth for high-risk, you know, behaviors. That very vulnerable, vulnerable Mm -hmm. um, set. And some of uh, them are never able to come out of it. Right. They become so traumatized that it becomes an actual addiction. Mm. And that's what a lot of people really do not think about because you have to consider we all were nine and ten one one yeah. day. We all used to be that mm-hmm. age. We didn't wake up at ten and say, I'm gonna get up, put on some two little clothes, some shoes I can't walk in, mm. and go sell my body to a grown man. Mm-mm. No child says that. Mm-mm. They don't even think that. They don't even think that. Right. So now that we're looking at urban communities and communities with poverty and low income Mm. and other communities where there's a lot of dysfunction or domestic violence and there's um, lack of education, lack of resources, they think, because actually there are a lot more resources available within communities. It's just that the mindset of the residents doesn't allow them to seek out what's healthy from them. Working with this population for the last nine and a half years, I have realized that a lot of these victims of trafficking this is a generational thing Mm. their mama was their grandma big mama was trafficked grandma was trafficked Mm. mama was trafficked and now she has a daughter and she's being trafficked and we have to understand that so many different times and that's just that's just a percentage we'll get into all of them okay but we also have to understand that children are a product of their environment Mm -hmm. so if i'm seeing my mother or my grandmother or my aunt or whoever is raising me right. living in poverty, she has a different man coming in and out the house regularly, and she's acting a certain behavior. What do I know? Exactly. And now, not only that, I'm either watching my sibling, my younger siblings, or I'm living with a grandmother or an aunt who has me watching my cousins, my siblings, and Got everybody it. else kid in the house. Right. right. And how old am I usually at right. that time? I'm about 12. Oh, 
I'm about 12 or or 11, Mm. right? Now I have a mature mind, not as an adult, but a mature mind enough to learn and care for these younger children. Mm -hmm. Now, on top of that, the neighbor, the community janitor, the uncle, the mama's boyfriend, Mm -hmm. auntie's boyfriend is touching on me now and doesn't want me to say anything. Mm -hmm. Now I'm acting out and everybody's like, oh, she just fast. Oh, she just Mm -hmm. got an attitude. Oh, she, no. Something's going on. Right. And I tell this story all the time because I need people to understand that even when we think about modern day slavery, and I hate to go here, we have to even go back to slavery Mm -hmm. because back in the slavery days when Blacks were being raped by the master. Mm -hmm. It was hush, hush. Mm -hmm. They would watch him go in, sleep with young girls, sleep with these women, rape them, get them pregnant and have babies by them. And no one would say anything. And that's what happened in our communities every day. So it's just being these are kids that are being, Mm -hmm. um, you know, they're being predators are hurting them and no one's saying anything. Mm. No one's coming out and say you touch my daughter mm-hmm. and I'm going to call the police on you mm-hmm. because that man might be paying the rent, the gas bill. He may be bringing groceries into the house right. or he might just be pleasing mama. Right. But now you want him to please your baby too. Mm-hmm. So many of my girls right now, the program that we run under project uh, under the virtuous woman Inc is called project destiny. Okay. And we right now service 53 girls Whoa. every month. I see, Four to five girls, three days a week for four weeks every month. So that I, can, I see every one of my girls every month mm-hmm. for that support that they need. Right. And all of their stories are the same but different. Mm-hmm. It was either the it. neighbor or the uncle or their father or their mom's boyfriend or their brother or their sister mm. or the babysitter mm. who or, who originally violated them mm-hmm. and sent them into an emotional tailspin. From there, now you have the the other percentage where we are looking at boys now who are being jumped and raped into gangs, mm. right? So you have young boys that live in these high violent communities that want to fit in Mm -hmm. more than likely there might be some type of drug abuse in the home or the parent just don't care anymore or whatever they're going through suffering from their own depression so now this child is out looking to belong and we know one thing about children they whatever their peers do they're going to do that to fit in so now they have this thing where they before gang affiliation was like we're going to give you assignment you go kill this person or shoot this or rob this they really don't do that anymore Mm -hmm. now they jump the kids in and Mm. they beat them till they are unrecognizable and the kids allow these gangbangers to stomp them kick them beat them hit them for as long as they want till they almost die Mm. and then they're in the gang Mm. a lot of these gangbangers are raping the boys so now they're putting the boys out on the track. So that's why now when we go up in Hollywood in certain areas where we know uh-huh. that um, homosexuality or gay is more uh-huh. popular, you see younger boys okay. that are dressed as girls, makeup, braids, nails, because they were originally violated by someone that they trusted. Is so, there ever, uh, this is really very interesting to me, and I'm telling you, I'm like, what? We're just, on, we're just barely at the I know. I already know. <laughs> and I'm trying not to interrupt you. I want you to get it all out there. Mm-hmm. Is there ever, when you are meeting with your, just say you're 53, have, has any of them ever shared with you that they tried to ask for help before it got 
out of them. Yes. A lot of them go and they try to tell their parents or a teacher. And because, you know, society in many ways, it's really you got to be lucky on who you talk to. Mm. You got to get that one person that has a passion or a mm. compassion to work with kids to say, you know what, I'm going to help you. Got it. Or sometimes that kid has already acted out and already has picked up a bad reputation so no one's going to believe them. Mm -hmm. Instead of saying, you know what, maybe something is going on with this particular kid to the reason why they're acting the way they're acting. Right, right, and right. they never consider that. So, so many times their voices go black because they've already acted out and people are not receiving what they're trying to say to them. So, tell me, Reverend Mance, is this just in a normal neighborhood? These kinds of things that are going on. It's in everybody's neighborhood. The bottom line is human sex trafficking can be anybody's child, anybody's daughter, anybody's son. In the 53 that I have, I have some that are Department of Children and Family Services. I have some that are on juvenile probation. And I have some that come from traditional homes single wow. mom working or mom and dad working or a single father raising his children really? that their their child is being trafficked because they were either recruited by another victim who mm -hmm. has been trafficked that is a part of the system or they met them at school i have one of my girls i'm so proud of her she just graduated from high school and she was a straight still is a straight a student mm -hmm. excellent in school smart creative beautiful she was just invited to a kickback at high school with some of her friends and she went to the kickback against her parents' wishes mm. because you know how our teenagers can be. Yeah. And she was kidnapped by some guys, some older adult men that were at the party. They held her for three days. And the girls that took her to the party left her. Because they knew what was going to happen. Yes, ma'am. So she was never trafficked. Right. But it's just this is sometimes the entry way. Absolutely. And because she was a fighter okay. and she was not going to let them do anything right. too, too tremendous to her. They right. they hurt her, but right. they didn't damage her. Okay, gotcha. They left her in the, in the hotel, left her. Like, ooh, we ain't going to be able this one, we oh, ain't going to be able to. We came to break her. Right. right. Okay. Right. Mm -hmm. mm. And it damaged her for a while. Okay. But with the mentorship and working with her and her family, and she's back, she's great, she's on her way yeah, to college, good to for a university. Her. So good for her. It, it, can be any, it can be anybody. See, that's. It could be you. It could be me. Okay. Really. You know, it could be anybody. We could, I could walk out this door right now. Somebody snatched me and throw me in a van, drug me, wow. and put me out on the street. Just okay, I want you guys to listen to that. Yeah. So what are the kinds of things, and I know we can get to that too, but what do I look for? I know we have been extremely uh, blessed. We've raised five daughters. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And it also could be because, and I don't know if this could be true, but because we either took them, pick them up, you know, we didn't let them do that. Not because I was scared about sex trafficking. Can remember, I thought that was walking across the street. So I never, sex, thought, we right, I never thought it was <laughs> somebody would grab them and take them. Right. But I, I want other parents that are or were as naive as I was to understand that it could happen to anybody. The biggest thing that I, the advice that I give to parents all the time is one, 
you have to spend time with your children. Mm -hmm. The reason why it's easy for some traditional families' children to be recruited is because just because you are in the home with your mom and dad does not mean you have a relationship with your children. Absolutely. Many parents, they work all day, they come home, they're tired, they go into their rooms, they come out, they cook dinner, they eat, they go back into their room. Mm. They don't say to their children, how was your day? Are you having any issues? You know, I hear so many parents say, I'm so tired of my kid telling me he got a project due tomorrow. Didn't he know? <laughs> well, you didn't ask him. Did you? Do you come home and talk to your kid and say, you know, what's going on in school? Do I need to know anything? Mm-hmm. Most parents don't even show up to the parent open house anymore. When you go to parent teacher open I, houses, you can count too. the parents mm-hmm. that are there. So this is part of the issue. And parents, I love you guys because I raised three kids myself, but I just got to be honest with you. You have to spend time with your kids. Yeah. You have to go back to the Brady Bunch days where you sit your kids down at the dinner table, you break bread, you bless the food, and you talk to your kids. Don't just tell them, eat, I'll see you in the morning. Then you leave them to social media. You leave them to video games. Now Mm -hmm. predators can interrupt the video game, Xbox, PlayStation. They can come right in on the TV while the kid is playing and see that they can see the kid because now they have cameras. and It's like you cannot leave your child. Hey, you know we preach as the Bible right. says. <laughs> we preach. The Bible says that an idle mind is the devil's workshop. And it is. So you cannot leave your kids idle. Right. You have to talk to them, spend time with them. I tell my fathers all the time that are active in their daughter's life now that they have been working with Project Destiny. Treat your daughter like you treat your wife or your girlfriend. That's right. Dress her up. Mm-hmm. Take her to dinner. Drop her off at the nail shop. Take her grocery mm-hmm. shopping. Mm-hmm. Take her to the car wash. Mm-hmm. Do those things with her so she knows how a man is supposed to treat her. Absolutely. She can understand balance and relationships because if we don't teach balance and relationships at home, they will fall for any man that says, oh, you so pretty. Absolutely. And they a lot will. of girls walking down the street from school mm-hmm. get picked up that quick by a predator because, because he that. pulled over and said, oh, I like them tennis shoes you mm-hmm. got. <laughs> right. That's that fast. Right. Because oh. nobody's paying attention to her. Yeah. Or yeah. him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, as, as a parent, and we're parents, um, I think growing up for me, my dad used to always tell my sister and I, you're getting prettier and prettier every day. We were little kids. Hug you. That's I love right. you. Oh, kiss, kiss hug. You, right. that. Play in the floor with us and all that. Mm-hmm. So when I got older and somebody said, I said, you got to come with something else. My daddy already told me That's that. That's right. That's all you got? Exactly. That's all you <laughs> That's got. That's all you got? Right. Right. And that is a lot of the problem. So many of my girls, they say, ooh, Reverend Mans, I never, I'm sorry if I if I seem uncomfortable, but my mom never kissed me before. Oh. My mom and dad never told me I, they loved me before. They never hugged me. So right. once I start building a relationship with my girls, I hug them, I kiss them, I tell them how sure. much I love them. And they be like. Yeah, because it's a trust factor. Right. They got to try They're to like, get back what, in that trust. Good for you. What's she doing? And then after a while, if I don't do it, they'll be like, "You're not gonna kiss me before you go. You're not oh, gonna hug me before I go." I and it. I have trained all the girls that every girl that you will ever see me with. Mm-hmm. They always say, "I love you," oh, yeah. and I say, "I love you more," mm-hmm. and I'll say, "I love you. I love you too." Mm-hmm. Even to the point where if they're in juvenile hall, okay, got it. Juvenile hall. They get a phone call to meet their mentor, and I say, okay, sweetheart, I love you. I said, love you. When they come back, I said, oh, the staff around here was tripping, like, you tell your mentor you love her? <laughs> and they was like, yes, because I know that she loves Absolutely. me. And that trust is what they need. Yeah. And sometimes they still question 
the trust. Right. You know, because I have issues with that. Right. Where we can it. have a good run. We're right. doing good. They we have a 13 week curriculum with every new intake we have and they have to do the 13 week curriculum called the butterfly journey. Mm. After the 13 weeks, we just do our regular mentorship, follow up support, mm-hmm. whatever they need. We're there for them. We all we I keep saying we, but it's only me. It's like <laughs> I you and the Holy Spirit, you're good. You're doing a week. I become I become like a surrogate parent to them. Wow. So I I come in where they've never mm-hmm. had before. My girls and they learn so much from me, and it makes me feel good to you're, say. You know what? You are very passionate mm-hmm. about it, mm-hmm. and it comes across. So that's mm-hmm. what you have to understand. Mm-hmm. So when your girls meet you, they're going to like, oh yeah, she's in my corner. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Even yeah, that's to the why point that. where some agencies don't like for me to show up to court and other places <gasps> because when they see how I am with my girls Got and my it. parents, one thing that makes um, the Virtuous Woman Inc. unique and Project Destiny is we work with the parents as well because what we understand is that the parents need support oh, as yeah. well. Parents are traumatized mm-hmm. even if the kid was removed by DCFS. They're mm-hmm. still traumatized, mm-hmm. so they need parenting classes. I have a 10-week curriculum for my parents that wow. are still active in their kid's life, okay. and it's called Why My Kid is So Bad. <laughs> and the reason, <laughs> why a good named, title. the reason why I named it that, because every time I met a parent, they'd be like, Reverend Mance, why is she so bad? Oh, so so named I named it, it Why My perfect. Kid is So Bad, and perfect. I make them read books. Okay. I make my, my girls read books. I make them write about the book, mm-hmm. how it maintains to their life or how related to their life Mm -hmm. and we have writing assignments and we have dialogue and we read and we talk together Mm -hmm. and the parents need the same support you better believe they do so that's a lot of what makes us unique and why the virtuous woman has a lot of success rates when it comes to human trafficking you know is there an, an uh and this is just so that our listeners know is there a before this happens to you program we do have an intervention program and some other organizations also do on the intervention side mm-hmm. where we do awareness, okay. um, training and awareness workshops where we speak to communities, we speak to schools, mm-hmm. we speak to other uh, empowerment events where there are a lot of youth okay. just to really let them know what's going on out there. But to be honest with you, Dr. Arroyo, these kids already know. When you stand up in front of them and start talking about what goes on in the streets and in schools and on social media, you can see the kids sitting there. They be like this. Oh, wow. And I promise you, every time I have either been the keynote speaker or on a panel with other experts, Mm -hmm. a kid will come up to me and they'll say, my best friend is Mm -hmm. trafficked. I think she's being trafficked from what you said today. Or uh, the girl at my school, we... I. The what you just said, I think she's wow. doing that. I've had girls to come up to and say, my brother's a pimp, and he brings the girls to our house. Wow. Yes. Talk about pimps. You know, that's such an old term. Are there still pimps? No, girl. <laughs> what the, <laughs> what they call themselves now? I, I just call them child molesters. Okay. that's what, Now, that's what they really are. And only because, and I tell people all the time, if you think back and you look back on real pimping, okay. it was a business. It, it was a straight business. And they would tell you that. This business. And they, this business. Right. And the majority of pimps were not sleeping with their with their inventory right. they may have they might have had their main girl mm-hmm. there i i call them the administrator <laughs> that's a good word they call them the bottom b 
But the oh. bottom B is the one that really makes sure that everything is running properly for the pimp so that the pimp is not actually in front. Got it. Got so it. he may have a brothel or he may have a stable of six or seven women, mm -hmm. but you're going to see his main girl okay. controlling everything. Mm -hmm. And more than likely, he's only sleeping with her unless mm. you get some... You know, yeah, <laughs> some no diva right. that thinks she can knock the, knock her knock out the, after she gets into the out. system, right, right. and she he might sleep with her. But moreover, back in the day, it was straight inventory. You know, right. now they have the Romeo pimp, they have the gorilla pimp, and they have the boyfriend pimp. So they have all these different pimps that actually date and caress the women and romance the women and the girls and then all of a sudden they say okay now you got to do something for me mm. or i need you to sleep a few of my younger girls 15 14 15 mm. were asked after a month or two to sleep with some of his friends mm -hmm. i need you to sleep with some of my friends that is the first thing Sign. that will let that pimp know i got her okay. if i can get if you say you love me mm -hmm. i say i love you but i can get you to sleep with three of my friends now i know i can put you out on the track wow right yeah so and the friends pay these girls my friend gonna pay you i want you to sleep with my friend mm. so there's to me there's no such thing as pimps okay. not anymore got it. then you have the gorilla pimp now this is the odd thing about it and everyone listen just google it and you're just gonna be mad and laughing at the same time <laughs> The gorilla pimp. I promise you that's what John is doing right now. <laughs> the gorilla pimp, he kidnaps the girls. Mm. But the gorilla pimp, they're like a gang. They're like a group. You got to be initiated in to be oh. a gorilla pimp. They got to give you a letter of approval, a letter, a certificate. <laughs> I got to talk like that. That's you know, that's you got a certificate yeah. to say you good. And then if you do something we don't like, we write you a letter and we get you out. Whoa! Can you believe that? It's all over the internet. Just gr Google Gorilla Pimps, wow. and you will see all their letterhead. They have a letterhead, a logo, everything. It's but crazy. Wait a minute. How illegal is that? Very. Well, very. then how come if we can Google it, FBI and CIA? Well, they, they and... watch it because they they know a okay. lot of who are the the Gorilla okay. Pimps are, okay. and the Gorilla Pimps are the the real abusive ones. They mm. snatch girls up, they beat them, and into servitude where they beat them. The fear in them so bad that the girl is afraid to call anybody, go back home, oh, wow. anything. So the Gorilla Pimp is the one that is the worst because those, even though the, the trauma comes from being trafficked period mm -hmm. just imagine being beaten yeah. every day and then you have to go out and sell your body beat up these girls sometimes are all bruised up mm. and some of these gorilla pimps are so harsh that they burn them they burn them they stick objects in their rectum mm. in their vagina they beat them they do this to, they to tape to, them up put them in trunks of cars to get their mindset they or, break or because they get mad at them? They break them. Oh, wow. Real quick, a book called Pimpology. Everyone listening, Google it, pick it up, go on Amazon and grab it. Pimpology. Pimpology is a book that was written by um, Pimpin' Ken and his bottom B. And when you first read in chapter one, the very first thing Pimpin' Ken talks about is the very first thing you have to do with these girls is you got to break them. You got to break them down so far that they don't hear anybody else's voice but yours. Oh, my goodness. Oh. Oh, yeah, that's crazy. Mm -hmm. And he, it's probably a number one bestseller out there. Oh, I'm sure. 
Oh my among, goodness. Among some other pimping <laughs> stupid books. Madness, huh? Yeah. <laughs> so, okay, that was two. Is, did you tell us it was three pimps? Is there three pimps? Or mm-hmm. just you have the Romeo pimp, the, the boyfriend pimp, and the gorilla pimp. Okay, and the boyfriend and the Romeo pimp are kind of like the same. They kind of do the same. The Romeo pimp is a little different from the boyfriend pimp mm-hmm. because he really has no intentions on making her his girlfriend. His intention is just to really wine and dine her mm-hmm. and just prep her to put her out there. The boyfriend pimp are the pimps now where they actually sleep with their girl and put her out on the street and their boyfriend and girlfriend as they think. So everywhere she goes, he goes. He watches for her. No one sees him, but he watches for her. Mm-hmm. He puts her down. He stays out while she's down. He brack, he picks her back up. They go back to the down motel. Mean, down means on the street. Right. Okay. They're putting mm-hmm. down means that they're, they put him out to work. They call it putting down. Okay. So once he puts her down, he's somewhere watching her, watches everything she does. As mm. she makes money, he might hit a corner or two. She give him the money and she go back out. That's, mm. his, that's my boyfriend. So a lot of times when we are doing our vice things and we're doing our ride-alongs with law enforcement, Oh no, um, that I don't have a pimp. That's my boyfriend. Be like, oh, girl, your boyfriend is your pimp, right? And I have right now and two, some, two of my girls mm-hmm. are. Um, one of my girls has two babies by her pimp. She just turned eighteen, mm-hmm. and one of my other girls is pregnant right now by her pimp, and she's fifteen. Mm-hmm. And they still work them either way while they're pregnant, and they give them all the money. We buying a car. We get in an apartment, oh, but okay. you stand in that same motel mm-hmm. every single night. Oh. Let me just get to him so mentally. Mm-hmm. Tell me this, and I know this has to be a big um, um, challenge for them, is health. Oh, God. I am doing <laughs> a workshop tomorrow called Stop Human Trafficking at Home and United Methodist Church at 9. Tell them the and address, because that's why I got I you. I have no idea. Okay, can we look it up for you, John? Mm-hmm. <laughs> John one of the things, thank you, John. One of the things that ha- was given to me every time I start creating a PowerPoint or a curriculum or any type of writing, I always pray and just really yeah. ask the Holy Spirit what is going to be important. I googled a graph that was prepared by the Chicago. Hold on, I'm gonna tell you. So this is at the Holman United Methodist Church. Yes, on Adams. Okay, so it's 3320 West Adams Boulevard. That's 3320 West Adams Boulevard, Mm -hmm. LA 90018. Mm -hmm. Now we're we're at capacity, y'all. So which is good because that means you got to do it again. (laughs) That's all. So if you come in, you know, and you got to stay. They're gonna say I had an on rare woman, and Leroy told me to come, so I'm here. Right, we're gonna take you in. (laughs) Don't be mad at us if you're standing up against the wall. You'll be all right. You'll be all right. So you coming for the information that's right so real quick i want i actually so i'm always a person googling Mm -hmm. looking for different things and what i was able to find let me put my glasses on because y'all know i'm (laughs) an old lady that's all right was the university of chicago did a research on adolescent the structure of adolescent romantic and sexual networks and relationships Mm -hmm. and what they did was they actually i talk about this in the workshop that you're asking that Mm -hmm. now you have this one girl and this one guy their boyfriend girlfriend but the boyfriend is putting her out to have sex with multiple people now keep in mind her quota may be five hundred dollars in local 
This is local community trafficking where the girls are standing on your local boulevards. Wow. They're only making 40 to 50, maybe $60 per date. They call them a date now. They don't call them Johns. So that means that that girl, if her quota is $750, mm-hmm. she has to sleep with almost 15 to 16 men in one night to make that kind of money. So now when those uh, yeah, okay. I, gonna, I, 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 I got I the numbers. Bring it on back. <laughs> when, them na- when them nasty men right. leave that day, right. they go home to their wives, to their girlfriends, and now they're sleeping with them. So now we have a huge yeah. network mm-hmm. of highly sexual transmitted diseases. Mm-hmm. And out of 53 of my girls, and this is the honest to God truth, mm-hmm. 53 of my girls, 40% of them have herpes, mm. syphilis, and hepatitis. You can't get rid of either Nan or Dan of those. And they're young. 40%? Out of my 53, mm. 1% is HIV positive, and mm. she's 17. Mm. So we have to look at this. The epidemic of human sex trafficking in our communities is not a joke. Mm -mm. And a lot of times these perverted men, and the reason why I know, because my girls trust me and they tell me everything, Uh I'll say, I'll pay you an extra $20 to take the condom off. Of course she's going to do that because she wants to make her pimp happy, Mm -hmm. her boyfriend happy. She wants to make as much money as she can. So she takes off the condom. And every time that has happened to any one of my girls, they have gotten a venereal disease. Mm -hmm. Now, Deborah, does this extend into pornography as well? Many times it extends into pornography and stripping. Mm -hmm. So many of the girls now that are 18 and over Mm -hmm. because their bodies are more developed, Mm -hmm. they're little, they're more mature with the industry and what goes on Mm -hmm. and they're a little more savvy. Mm -hmm. See, one thing about this street game, it gives you street knowledge. Mm -hmm. So now they have the ability to talk to speak Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. so they can sell you just like the pimp sold them they learn to become manipulators Mm -hmm. so they might want to be in a video that they think is a music video but they want them to be naked Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. now they're looking at her body now they're offering her porn most of Mm -hmm. our local uh, minors, mm-hmm. they haven't really been introduced to the porn industry, of course, because porn companies don't want to go out of business right. because selling, unfortunately, selling porn is not illegal. Right. So they're not going to have minors in their mm-hmm. videos. But many of our girls are making home porn yeah, videos. Yeah, amateur videos. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And they're in strip clubs. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. So now they're stripping as well. So many times they might strip from 11 o'clock in the afternoon to 7 o'clock. The, you know, they go home, yeah. they rest for a minute, and then they put them down at around 10, 30, 11, till 6 in the morning. Mm. So, yes, that mm-hmm. it's an entryway into a lot of different sexual behaviors. Mm-hmm. Wow. And I, I know that amateur porn is a very big thing now, so I didn't know if maybe they were selling those videos on the side you or something like that. They, 
you, you don't even have to sell them no more. You can Google. Oh yeah, no free sex videos. But but what would that what would that be like? Isn't what they're trafficking the reason they're doing it is for profit? Yeah, but they don't the the selling of the private videos. They don't mm-hmm. they don't really do that. Okay. Yeah, they see the weird part about it, and it goes back to the Stockholm syndrome mm. that we talk about mm-hmm. about once you have become a victim of any predator, mm-hmm. now you become adapted to your predator you become uh, trusting to your predator even though your predator is abusive and even though in your spirit you know that what you're doing you hate it you can't stand it you continue it's like the person that smokes cigarettes that cigarette is calling Mm -hmm. you and now this behavior is calling you Mm -hmm. so now they explain behavior that they really don't want to do but they can't help themselves Mm -hmm. it's it's almost because it it builds a familiarity mm -hmm. you Mm -hmm. know even though it's 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 a familiar thing that you really innately don't want. Right. It builds mm-hmm. a, a something familiar. Well, I'm familiar with this, so I'm mm-hmm. just going to stay. You go on autopilot. Yes, mm-hmm. exactly. Mm-hmm. And Good even word. when you are in a place mm-hmm. to be to become healthy, mm-hmm. you still. That's why to work with victims of human trafficking, whether it's international that have been brought here from another country to be trafficked, and they're working in brothels and massage parlors. I tell people all the time. If your cognitive process every day only knows sex, Come on. what do you think is going to happen? That's yeah. it. Right. You're going to have, they're going to be repeat offenders mm-hmm. until something miraculously happens mm-hmm. in them. That's why to work in this industry, we can never give up on them. Right. This oh, is one point. of the hardest industries mm-hmm. you can ever want to work in mm-hmm. because this is an addiction. Yeah. It becomes an actual addiction mm-hmm. emotionally, psychologically, physically mm-hmm. sexually mm. and it damages relationships yeah. Oh, yeah can you imagine no. a 14 year old being trafficked for five years and now she's 19 and she want a boyfriend mm-hmm. right yeah yeah so what are the steps like you when a girl comes to you how do you what's the process what happens is usually I receive girls by multiple ways. I either get them appointed from juvenile court. Mm-hmm. I get personal referrals from congregation or churches, mm-hmm. or I'll get a referral from just somebody in the community that I'm working with their kid. And they're mm-hmm. like, oh, my God, you need to meet Reverend Manns. Right. <laughs> or I'll get a referral from Department of Mental Health or the Department of Children and Family Services mm-hmm. or juvenile probation. Mm-hmm. So our original my. I keep saying R. It's my my prayer. It's my prayer. There you go. There you go. The original step that we take is we do an initial interview. So Mm -hmm. we just do like any other organization. We go out, we sit with the the minor, or Mm -hmm. we sit with the young lady, and we interview her. We talk to her. She talks to us. We try to build a relationship if we're going to be able to work together. If we know that we can work together, I tell them everything that will be expected from them Mm -hmm. and let them know Mm -hmm. I'm crazy. (laughs) (laughs) And I will make sure. That's a good way of putting it. Yeah. I am going to make sure, if nothing else, that you decide to turn your life around. And if that is not something you want, we good. Mm -hmm. Because I cannot, I learned by trial and error from the night for the last nine and a half years that's sometimes a i just gotta walk away mm-hmm. if i have now a person that's always in crisis before i'm just bumping my head against the wall right. bumping my head against mm-hmm. the wall chasing after him going after mm-hmm. him doing all that i said you know what let me let me walk away from this i can work with another 
person that really wants to that get help. Wants to, and so we do an results. initial yeah. interview, mm-hmm. and then from there we start the 13 week curriculum. Mm-hmm. So we get all their information. We sign confidentiality mm-hmm. forms. Mm-hmm. We find out, you know, everything about their parents, if they're involved, if they're not, mm-hmm. and on and on and on. So that's our first initial step. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's pretty good. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. Pre- and and how d- again people get contact you through what we have up the virtuous woman mm-hmm. that's my direct cell phone number i don't okay. care if i it, know you know i know <laughs> girl please just call me right i don't care because if you talk actually crazy, just say that up. on the air because i'll put i'll put that on the on the screen yeah it's people. my um cell phone number 310-270-7520 mm-hmm. if they call me and act crazy i just hang up on them and exactly. block them. <laughs> so 310-270-7520 yes sir. okay got it we're going to definitely have you back but I need to ask this one question. Yes. I think we should extend a little bit, Leroy. Okay, then I'm good. Yeah. I'm good. Let's go ahead if and John extend. John says if we can yeah. do it. Yay, I'm yeah, fine Because there's with so that. much to cover. It so. really is. Mm-hmm. Okay. So tell us more about when they come to you. Give us a, do you have a story, like a, a good story, bad story kind of thing when somebody has come? I mean, out of the 53. The 53 I don't have no good ones. Okay. Because when I get them. Yeah. They no, I mean the end. No, the end. The oh, end yeah, result. I have success stories That's for what I'm sure. saying. I'm if, you, if you're my Facebook friend, okay. I post my success stories all day. Okay. I have very good success good. stories. Awesome. Going on right now, my girls that are going to prom, that are graduating, oh, some wow. that are, you know. Isn't that awesome? Yeah, that's Some awesome. that I released off probation now, and now they're in um, transitional living for youth. They're on oh. first apartment that's funded yeah. by the state of California. See, we they need to hear jobs. that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We but it takes a long that. time to get there. No, I do know <laughs> that, but that part's okay. Yeah, these are my girls that have been working with me um, between uh, three to four years. Okay. Yeah. That's not a long time, though. That's good. Yeah. You know, for them to get to that point, mm-hmm. you know, because mm-hmm. at least you see. The first uh, two years are hard. Okay. Because okay. they do a lot of converting back. Mm-hmm. So when I first meet my girls, they are totally a mess. Mm-hmm. Loud, rude, disrespectful. Mm condescending Mm. manipulative liars Mm. um broken torn depressed suicidal i mean if you name it that's what they are okay and i have to literally start peeling back layers like layers and this Mm -hmm. like an artichoke almost Mm -hmm. and the reason why i use the artichoke is because the best part of the artichoke is all the way deep deep down Mm -hmm. in the bottom in the middle Mm -hmm. and you have to pull that that's a good hard layer off piece by piece Mm -hmm. by piece Mm -hmm. and it's hard at first because I had to learn and people say Reverend Mears how are you so good to know she's lying I'm like I've been doing this for nine and a half Mm -hmm. years I can look at a girl and tell when she's trying to Mm -hmm. you know there's just something right me up my Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah Mm -hmm. (laughs) and I tell my girls even from the beginning I'll be like come on really you Mm -hmm. think I believe that and Mm -hmm. they are just this lady's crazy Uh that's what they all say and I say yes I am Mm -hmm. because you know I see you, and you know I know you're not telling the mm-hmm. truth. So either you're going to work with me or you're not because mm-hmm. I got something else better to do, That's right. and I could deal with you later. Mm-hmm. Many girls I have had to literally get up and walk out on. Wow. I promise you, within minutes, they're on my cell phone. Can you please come back? I'm oh. sorry. Because you have to, you, you know, when you are dealing with any type of traumatized person Mm -hmm. you have to deal with them exactly where they are absolutely you cannot come in being fake phony oh hi Mm -hmm. how are you they're gonna be like who are you Mm -hmm. (laughs) and then they're gonna run you yeah Mm -hmm. so i come in i'll be like 
You want to talk? Let's sit down. Mm-hmm. Because that's how they looking mm-hmm. at me like, right. who are you? Right. Some have asked me, well, um, who are you? I said, I'm Reverend Mans. Well, you don't look like no preacher. I said, and how does a preacher look? Good. Mm-hmm. Good so point. you have to really be Absolutely. able to meet them mm-hmm. where they are so they'll know. And they'll still test you. Mm-hmm. Okay. But you just got to keep going. You right. can't stop. You can't get intimidated. You can't get scared. Because the first sign of fear I was, they I, that see, was my next question. they're going to rip you up like mm-hmm. a lion. Have you ever, and I know I've, you know, dealt with, you know, people, but you can't show fear, Mm-mm. you know. But have you ever been in a, in a situation where you were fearful? And I don't mean. Um, oh, okay. Oh, she said, this is another Vivian mm-hmm. over here. Never. Okay. They kids. I ain't gonna be scared of no kid. Oh, okay, gotcha. Are you serious? I don't care. Parents kill me. I, I, what? Oh no, my, I'm from yeah. the south. My family from the south. Okay, <laughs> you act up if you want to. I right. will crack you upside your mm-hmm. head. And I don't care what social worker, whoever. Listen, that's how I was in old school. Exactly. And you I gonna agree. Get a whooping, right. And you're gonna get on punishment. Right. And then when that's done, you're gonna get on punishment again. Yeah. And we're gonna find something we're else. Find something else. Mm-hmm. So right, what about right. the pimps and the people in the industry? Are you afraid? That, that was my question. I have been. Okay. I have been chased, threatened, and oh. almost ran over by pimps. Mm-hmm. And I'm telling you, John, and I'm telling you, Dr. LaRoya, it must be nothing. And it's not, I'm not saying this because I am a preacher. Mm-hmm. It has to be nothing but the anointing of God Amen. that I stood toe to toe with bumpers of cars mm. and walked away like, did that just happen? <laughs> Deborah, mm. what right. is wrong with you? Mm-hmm. To the point where pimps know my car. Mm-hmm. They know the virtuous woman coming because my, my license plate say the VWM. <laughs> <laughs> they know I drive that little blue convertible Mercedes. Okay. I drive Amen. up and down the blades in the track all day looking okay. for my girls when they missing. Okay. They don't bother me anymore. Mm-hmm. And to the point that where so I good. pass out my cards and it's, it's a joke. It's a joke, but it's actually a compliment. Mm-hmm. Many of the girls would tell their pimps, we virtuous women, and they be out working. <laughs> because they know right. that the preacher lady right. is going to be walking the streets late at night. Mm-hmm. And and a lot of people do it now. And, you know, I don't try to take credit for everything. I, but, you know, <laughs> people want to first say they did it first, but y'all didn't because y'all wasn't there 10 years ago. Gosh, you're right. So, you're right. So, Starting way back in 2009, I had begun to put together little care packages. Okay. And they still don't do it like I do it. So okay. I'm going to give them a little hint. Because okay. they be like, oh, we put this in that. So let me tell you what I put in mine. <laughs> so I put body wash wipes, okay. which you can find them at the 99 cent store. Right. They're like a towel mm-hmm. and they're wet. Mm-hmm. I put body wash wipes, a toothpaste and toothbrush, deodorant, hand sanitizer, a clean pair of underwear. Mm-hmm. I put condoms. Mm-hmm. I put mints. Mm-hmm. I put hair pins for if they need to pin up their hair. Right. And I give them um, baby wipes. Okay. And that is what I How put big in my bag. The- They're just I roll everything up tight okay. and put it in like in a little bag. Okay. A, a little care bag. And you're doing okay. this all on your own. Mm-hmm. Wow. I I've had people. To say, oh, Reverend Mans, we want to work with you. We want to volunteer. We want to shadow you. I take them out one time. And they. And by the time it, huh? they get done, four or five hours later, they be like, I don't know how you do yeah. this. And they never come back. Mm. Because I do it different than anybody does it. People okay. say, oh, I do this, I do that. But you really don't. You right. guys are out there. One thing about the girls, this is what I tell people. They say, well, we went out there and prayed for them. 
yeah, they gonna walk, let you pray for them because right. they want you to pray and get on so they can make their money. Exactly. They, and you right. know, people they don't get it. Mm-mm. These are manipulators. Mm-hmm. They will cry in front of you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Please pray for me. They pray for you. They be like, okay, and they'll walk away and get in the car with a guy. Hello. Mm-hmm. So what did you do? Nothing. Did you change anything? Nothing. I, when I go out and talk to the girls, I be like, hey, what's going on with you? You good? You safe? Okay, are you good. happy with your pimp? Good for you. Are you are you a runaway? Right. What's going on with you? I asked them the questions. Right, right. Questions then, that nobody's asking. Right, right. You know, mm-hmm. do you want me to take you home? Because I ain't scared. I'll put you in the car right now. I've taken a few girls right off the track. Right there. Awesome. That's how I got chased a couple of times. <laughs> by some pimps taking the girl. Awesome. But nevertheless, mm. you have to meet them where they are and you can't be scared. No. Mm-hmm. And that's why you have to be trained. Mm-hmm. You have to understand the industry. Mm-hmm. Everybody wants to work in human sex trafficking now because it's so popular. I tell you, it's so the buzzword. Money it's out the there buzzword. for everybody to make. But it ain't about the money because guess what? When funding stops, and it always does, always nobody gonna, none of these people that are here now are going to be here. Mm-hmm. The Virtuous Woman Inc. has been running our nonprofit for nine and a half years with no funding. Mm-hmm. None. None. I am mm-hmm. a real estate broker by career. Okay. When I sell a house, I give 30% of my commission back to the Virtuous Woman wow. Inc. to run the work that I do. That's awesome. Right? Yeah. Because because I'm serious about yeah. it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I am proud to announce, and we'll talk about my success stories. Okay, cool. That last week, for the first time in nine and a half years, we were awarded our first grant for $1,000. And I'll tell you, I'm so happy. I, I, you no, no, that was you. <laughs> That's you. You would think I won $10 million. That's mm. all right. That's next. And no worries. Mm-hmm. The awesome part about it is. It finally opened the door. Okay. When nobody Mm. would do anything for us. Got it. Because we're a small agency. But the small agencies are the ones that's doing the real work. Those are the groundbreaking ones. The big agencies are sitting Mm. around the table Mm -hmm. all day just talking about how to do the work. That's it. They're they're writing grants and getting five-year, three-year contracts for millions of dollars having meetings. Mm. That's it. That's all. But we're doing the work. Yeah. The Mm. second greatest thing is that we were just nominated for the Rosalind S. Jaffe Award. Oh, wow. Out of Chicago. And so we're going to be waiting on the results from that. So someone nominated us, mm. and we I got an email, and one of my girlfriends emailed me. She said, hey, Reverend Mans, look for your email. Mm-hmm. I nominated you for something. She didn't tell yeah. me what it was. Mm-hmm. They accepted her nomination. We just completed our full package application so we're just believing god that that, you know will favor come to us as well good because we're in the point right now and here's another success story and this this is just for encouraging for anyone listening that you have a passion you have a vision to Mm -hmm. do something you don't know how to do it because you don't have no money you don't need no money all you got to do is do it and everything else will work out it might take a year it might take a day it might take a week it might take nine and a half years (laughs) but listen to this as of right now, we just finished, um, and I know we're on the scene, this well, program. Is that program, your camera right there? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, right here. This is the program we run under Project, I mean, under the Virtuous Woman Inc. called Project Destiny. This is how good God is. Someone invited me to a meeting for the, mas- the, the master's program for USC students yeah. that had to take on a project to graduate. Oh. Mm. <laughs> 
I didn't even want to go to the meeting because the person called me 30 minutes before the meeting started and said, Deborah, can you please get downtown <laughs> to Koreatown? There's a meeting going on, and I want you to quickly present your program because the students have to choose a program to do for their project to graduate. Right. And so I was like, Okay. This was Najuma. I was going to say, I, you she know, always called me at the last minute. <laughs> I know her character. You better be glad you my pastor. <laughs> That's girl. right. Pastor, and pastor we love you her. If you listen, I love no, she you. Better, she better be listening. Right. So she was like, go down there, talk about the church, and talk about the, your program. Right. So I got up there, and, and it's so weird because I had to be on another radio show mm. that same night. So I'm telling people, I got to go first. I got to go first. They let me go first. And okay. a lot of times you don't want to go first because usually when you go first, people forget what the first person said. <laughs> yeah. So I be, went first. Powerful. <laughs> Woo -woo! So I went first and mm -hmm. I talked about word of a uh, word of encouragement, community mm -hmm. church was our church. And I talked about the virtuous woman Inc and project destiny. A week later, we got an email that, Three of the students that was at the meeting wants to take on the Virtuous Woman Inc. as their project. Wow. And they put together. That, that's huge. Yeah. That is huge. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. That is huge. It's crazy. Mm -hmm. It was worth nine and a half years. You yeah. hear me? But the, let me wow. tell you what the, the crazy, crazy part is. <laughs> it is so much power in this book. Mm. When I tell you that these women went to creative places that I could have never went. Okay. But God knew that. Mm -hmm. And it, when we win this Jaffe Award, Amen. all of that Amen. money is going to go to hire them oh. to do the project mm -hmm. that they put together for us. Look at it. Mm -hmm. And you heard it first right here oh, on yes. Rare Woman. Oh, that's <laughs> awesome. It's not that's about awesome. me. No, but see, that's why God blesses. When, when, when he knows he can trust you, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. he knows he can trust you. Mm -hmm. And that I emailed amazing. them. They weren't even expecting. I was like, hey, so-and-so, hey, so-and-so, can you please send me your, your resume or your bio? I have the opportunity. I'm nominated for a large award. And when this award comes, I'm going to hire you awesome. to, to actually mm -hmm. activate right. the program that you put together. Girl, And please. they sent them. And nine and a half years ago, you could never even thought this no. big. uh-uh. Do you understand? Mm -hmm. But look at God. So before we close, and I know we're running out of time. No, but we're Bible good. Three. Okay. okay. Mm -hmm. We, our final destination into everything we do with Project Destiny is that we are within, by the end of the year, we will have the first, first, mm -hmm. short-term therapeutic living recovery facility, residential. Wow. Six to 12 months mm. recovery center mm. for victims of human sex trafficking awesome. and domestic violence. Awesome. Mm. Yeah. And let us know how we can help. We'll be there. So I, that is, we're not I'm like so. Those, we're not like those people who run away. You let us know. We need to come so lay I'm hands so on the excited. Bed. It's no, like, I'm like, oh my God, because so many people like, you can't put those girls together. You need to put them together. Absolutely. Because Unhealthy girls make more unhealthy girls. Right. So you need to put them together. Absolutely. So I'm excited about that. I that know it's going to be a lot amazing. of work. Yeah, but it's okay. But God is good. Yeah, but you got the muscles for it. muscles. I am yeah. so happy for you. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that isn't that awesome, John? Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> that is amazing. I'm just in awe. Of all I know. You do. We wow. are just really. I, you know, I had no idea what to think our show was going to be about, but our show mm. is fab mm -hmm. but you did it yeah. and you should see you know those of you who are listening you're not watching this you should see the joy on her face it's mm -hmm. everywhere mm -hmm. it is everywhere i love my girls even 
when they don't when they do me bad. Right, but you, you know, want me to tell my story. Yeah, I'll tell your story. Okay, real quick. Because of the passion I have for these youth, many times they become so out of control that they can't, D- DCFS cannot place them anywhere. Group homes won't take, they usually burn every bridge, every group home, mm-hmm. every foster system. And the ones that they have not burned won't take them after they re- read their history. Okay. So as I go out and interview, all agencies have to go out and interview to make sure if it's going to be a good fit for mm-hmm. their facility. So I've had a few girls that just no one would take them based on their history and everything that has happened to them. They wouldn't take them. So last year I took in my first CSEC victim. And if mm-hmm. anybody doesn't know what CSEC is, is C-S-E-C. And it stands for Commercial Sexually Exploited Children. Mm. And I took in my first CSEC girl. She was 15. I have been mentoring her for a year and a half Mm -hmm. and she actually advocated to come live with me herself. Okay. (laughs) So we put everything in motion, got her to come live with me. The first two months were hard because she kept converting back. She kept going back, but I never gave up on her. I never told her get out. Mm -hmm. I never called her out of her name. I made sure that she got in school. I supported her in everything. And about the third month in, she stayed with me for seven months we got her under control. She did excellent. Going to school every day. Awesome. Student of the week. Student of the awesome. month. Straight A's. Doing mm. everything. To the point where Department of Children and Family Services said, well, if she can do that well with a caregiver, she can do that well at home. So they sent her back home. Mm. So that's where she is now. And so she's doing good. She, okay. It's okay. All right. Because, again, it goes back to the parents. Right. Yeah. So her and her mom don't get along, oh, period. Okay. But okay. we, I still work with her. And, okay, you good, know, So we're working good. through it. I, I'm mm-hmm. still with her. Mm-hmm. She wants to come back with me, but they're like, no, you did well with her. <laughs> Do well with your mother. Right, right, right. <laughs> Nevertheless, she went back home in March of this year. So I just took in another one of my CSEC girls who I've actually been working with for three years. Mm. She's 17 now. And she's just one that's just real radical. Like, she's always, 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 always in crisis, where we have literally quit each other a couple of times. Like, (laughs) I had to block her from Facebook, my phone, everything, Mm -hmm. because she just got so disrespectful. And this is the one thing my friends say all the time, Deborah, I love you, but I hate your heart. Because you forgive people too easy. And I tell them, trust me, I don't want to. (laughs) I don't want to. But it's just me. I, right. That's how God made me. Amen. So she just came to live with me two weeks ago. We were doing great. Everything was fine. And before that, she was she was living with her father. And I would get her like every other weekend to kind of give him a break. Because mm-hmm. in and out, the group homes, back to her dad. It was just a lot of trauma. He couldn't adjust to it. She couldn't adjust to it. So I would give him a break. Right, and, right. You know, take her and hang out with her and get her hair done and eat yeah. and movies and things like that. So she decided that she wanted to come live with me because she got put out of a group home and a foster home all in 10 days. So she went to a group home. Ouch. They put her out in one week. She went to a foster home. They put her out in three days. Wow. Nobody else would take her. So they were taking her to the shelter. She basically told a social worker, I'm going to live with my mentor. Now, I didn't ask for her to come live with me. I didn't even know she was going to be there. I pulled up to my house from a meeting, and she was at her house with her social worker saying, I'm not leaving until Reverend Manns get here. So me being the kind person I am. The heart of gold. Amen. I, I struggled with it, but 
I said, okay, you can stay until Monday. This was on a Thursday. Mm -hmm. Her social worker was going out of town Friday, Saturday, Sunday. She was coming back Monday. I said, Monday, we'll figure out what we want to do. So as she stayed there, of course, those three days, we had a talk and we decided, okay, she already knew that one of my other girls lived with me because she was trying to come live with me when the other girl was there. Okay. So I said, okay, we'll give it a, a try. Mm-hmm. So we've been doing well. You're going to have your regular teenage issues. They don't want to clean up. Mm-hmm. You know, they don't want to wash the That's dishes. Just they normal. don't want to take out the yeah. trash. That's normal. Mm-hmm. So she called me OCD. I said, no, I'm not OCD. It's my house, and I like a clean house. <laughs> she so didn't call you, you OCD. Yeah, so if you got a problem with the house being clean, then you need to reevaluate your living got arrangements it. because we take out the trash. We mm-hmm. don't leave dishes in the sink. And I have this pet peeve about the toilet seat. Ah. Put the toilet seat down. <laughs> Close it. Nobody want to walk by the bathroom <laughs> seat down in the toilet. So she just, you like, know, we do it raw and real here. Don't right. be acting I'm like just, that. I'm just honest. So, but I have to, cause, I love so it. that we, you guys can get how right. sensitive Absolutely. these kids are. They're not used to structure. So, for me to tell her that I'm being extra, but this is stuff we tell our rec. This is like regular stuff we tell our kids. Our own self kids. She Absolutely. told me, you too extra. You be doing extra. Why are you always doing extra? I'm like, huh? You mean? I said, because. I want you to wash the dishes because <laughs> I want you to sweep them. the floor. Yeah. And I don't want you to sleep all day because it's not healthy. Uh-huh. And and be on your phone all day and watch TV for 10 hours straight. Mm. So she called me mean. So I said, okay, well, I'll be mean, but you still ain't going to do it. Mm-hmm. And because she has never had structure. And so many group homes really allow these kids to do whatever they want to do because they're only ran by staff mm-hmm. who's coming there part-time right every four or five six hours there's a new staff person they have no structure and they're getting a check and they're just right so i so i told her i said this is your curfew you can leave i said the summer this is your curfew now understand she's 17 she don't even have enough credits to be an eighth grader she never will go to school ever Mm. so i told her you're gonna have to go to school but i'm gonna give you like three weeks off and then I'm going to put you in school because this is new. You got to adjust to me. I got to adjust to you. Mm-hmm. It's different from you coming over here on the weekend. Mm-hmm. She said, okay. So she, I said, your curfew Monday through. Now I'm being nice because I got kids. I hear you. 30, 25, and 20. Right. I never let my kids go nowhere through the week. Period. <laughs> Unless it was ballet or right. football. Well, it was basketball. Right. right. Mm-hmm. I said, I will let you go Monday through Thursday. You can leave. And you have to be back here by 7. Mm-hmm. On Friday, you can leave. Your curfew is 9. Mm. On Saturday, your curfew is 10. And you are not allowed to go anywhere on Sunday. Why? Because I'm a preacher, right? right? She said, okay. She left on the day after Memorial Day, Tuesday. Mm-hmm. She calls me. She said, she was like, Miss Deborah, can I spend the night at my friend's house? I said, okay, no problem. Send me the address. And then I think about it. So she mm-hmm. sent me the address. So, you know, I went on Zylo. <laughs> <laughs> I went on, you know, I'm crazy. I went on Zylo. Because, you know, Zylo parents listening, uh-huh. if you got an address, go to Zylo.com and That's it zooms good. you right into the location. You can see the house, Is the it street. Z I L O? Z I L L O W. Oh, wow. So go to Zylo.com okay. and I'm loving you enter this. an address. And, well, I'm a real estate broker. Okay, there you go. Right. So you enter the address and it literally zooms you into the front door, the sidewalk, All the of it. driveway, everything. So I Googled it, and it was a real house. So, okay. <laughs> so I said, okay, you can spend a night, but be home tomorrow by 4. Mm-hmm. Because at this point, you you taking too long. Come right. on back home. Mm-hmm. 
Wednesday comes, and she still not home. And it's after four. It's after four. Mm. She texts me at eleven o'clock at night. Now I gave her twenty dollars on Tuesday. She texts me at eleven o'clock at night and said, "Miss Deborah, I didn't want to tell you because I didn't want you to be mad at me, but I'm stranded and I have no money to get home." So I told her, I said, well, many, I said, baby girl, many of my clients drive for Metro. <laughs> and Metro has to allow teenagers mm-hmm. to ride the bus for free at night. Mm-hmm. They will not, they cannot refuse a, a teenager, teenager. I've heard to that ride before. the bus That's good. for mm-hmm. free at night. Mm-hmm. So I said, go to the bus stop to come home and let them know you ran out of money and you're trying to get home. They will let you ride. She said, I tried that already. I said, well, try it again. Mm -hmm. Because now you're taking advantage of me. Mm -hmm. When you already knew, you're 17. If nothing else, you should have saved 75 cents to get home. If nothing else, it's cost 75 cents to to ride the bus as a high school kid. Mm -hmm. She said, well, I Mm -hmm. tried that. I said, well, keep trying until the bus say yeah. Well, I keep trying, the bus say no. I said, well, you can't because the bus is only run every 15, 20 minutes at a time. So I said, okay, she's playing games. So I just left it alone. She texted me back again. For real, for real, I'm really stranded. Can you please come get me? No. You need to borrow 75 cents from your friends who mm-hmm. didn't convince you to come home on time mm-hmm. so you can make it home. So she wound up calling her dad. She called mm-hmm. her dad. He drives for Uber. He works. He's an IT guy through the day. He drives for Uber at night. Mm-hmm. He brings her home. He's hot. Okay. He going off on her. Miss Deborah's helping you and you're this. Oh. I know you. Blah, 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 blah. And I said, no, it's good. You know, so I went out to the car, walked her in the house, kissed her. Glad you made it home. She, are you mad? I said, no, I'm not mad. I'm glad you made it. I'm mm-hmm. glad you figured it out. I'm glad you called your dad. Right. That, that was, was good. good. Yeah, it was. Her dad that has not, by the way, come to see her since she's been with me. That was his first time. Okay. Nevertheless, moving right along. Mm-hmm. She comes in the house. She gets in the bed. Everything's fine. We go to sleep. The next morning, she has some little issues. She called me up. She said, hey, I had an accident. I said, okay, I'm coming home. I'll give you money to mm-hmm. go to the laundromat. Mm-hmm. She said, okay. When I get home, she's fully dressed. Makeup on, hair done, mm. skinny jeans, mm-hmm. T-shirt. Like, she, I said, you sure are looking cute to go to the laundromat. <laughs> she said, oh, well, I was just wondering if I can go hang out with my friends after I wash my um, clothes and the linen. And I said, no, baby, you're on punishment. I said, you didn't do what I asked you to do, Mm -hmm. and you were not accountable and responsible for your actions. You wanted everybody to stop what they were doing when you knew your curfew time, and you should have nothing else made sure that you didn't spend all your money so that you can get home, Mm -hmm. no matter what time it was. She's going to say, oh, well, I ain't never been on punishment, and you ain't putting me on punishment. Whoa. I said, okay, well, if you live in this house, I'm a regular mama. You get on punishment. (laughs) And I'm from the south. Right. So you're on punishment for a week. Mm Mm-hmm. So she didn't say anything. So I was on my way back to my office. I gave her money. I walked over. I said, I love you. Do you want to talk before I go to work? Mm -hmm. Because I don't want to be upset, and I don't want you to be upset. She said, I don't want to talk. I said, okay. I kissed her on the forehead. I said, I love you. I walked out the door. One of my girls, my other girls that I mentor, graduated um, from high school, and her graduation is at USC. Mm. So I left my office. I went to the graduation at USC. I text my ladybug. I call my girls my ladybugs. That's precious. And I said, hey, ladybug, did you make it to the laundry house? To the laundry house. She never responded. Mm. So I, I wasn't tripping because I right. knew she was upset. Mm-hmm. So I didn't, I didn't try to respond to her anymore. Make a long story short, I get home about 7, 
And when I pulled up in the driveway, my spirit said, she's gone. Mm. I walked in the house. The house was dark. She left her spoiled linen and her wet clothes and all her dirty clothes in the middle of the dining room, literally just on the floor. Mm, that was a message, but okay. Yeah, no, mm-hmm. for sure. Mm-hmm. And I said, hmm, so I'm walking, and my spirit said, and she took some of your stuff. I go in my bedroom. My closet is open. And she took three pair of my Christian Louis Vuitton shoes. Three pair? Some boots, the real sexy ones that come up over the knee. Of course. <laughs> I am a preacher, but I like to look cute. Excuse me. She Amen. Took, and if, if anybody listening, y'all know how much they cost. That's right. Them boots like $2,800. At minimum. Right. And she took a booty that was expensive, mm. and she took a pump. And she took, I was just telling Dr. Mm-hmm. LaRoya, she took my black and gold contour runway evening Gucci bag. Now, I, I hope Vivian's not listening because <laughs> Vivian just fell out, okay? She can, just fell out. I can deal with you taking my shoes, but don't take the Gucci. I know. You don't touch the Gucci. No. And you don't touch the Louis Vuitton. Right. But she had been asked to borrow that purse since she came there. And she took it. Have so you I, heard from her at all? No. So I texted her. Oh, well, my yeah, goodness. I texted her Thursday okay. night. Mm-hmm. And I, last night, mm-hmm. like, you know, I'm up praying. I get up at 3.30 and go into prayer. I'm texting her. And she's cussing me out. Talking about, lady, you crazy, girl, whatever. You tripping. I ain't stole your stuff. Because, of course, I'm texting her. So she don't want to admit that she stole right. my stuff. And I said, look, just bring my stuff back. Let's talk. She was like, girl, whatever. You tripping. You assuming stuff. You got to prove it. You got to. <gasps> this how she talking to me. And I'm still remaining calm with her. Because, you know, I almost forgot I was a preacher <laughs> that I was saved. That I love the Lord. He heard my cry right. and pitied my every groan. Come I almost on now. forgot about all he that. He is my struggle. But I had to remember. Not right. That God called me. Yeah. So I just left it alone. So around 6 o'clock when I got in from the gym, because I go to the gym at 5, I get back around 6.45, 7, I text her. And I said to her, you need to decide what you want to do. I have been there for you. I have loved you. And I've been good to you. I don't even care about this stuff no more. We need to talk so we can work it out. And if you don't want to work it out, it's fine with me. But if you do want to work it out and do the right thing and bring my stuff back, Mm -hmm. then we good. Mm -hmm. She sends me a text because I'm a co-founder of a a Toastmasters called Clergy Women Toastmasters. I'm at my Toastmasters meeting at 8 o'clock this morning. She's playing games. She sends me a text. She says, would you like for me to go make back your (laughs) $2,500? I can show you the text right now. Hold on. Oh, my this, We goodness. on camera, y'all. I'm going to show y'all the text because her name ain't in my phone. Right, I'm going to show you the good. text right now. And I... I, <laughs> I but it's okay, you know, because I it's, have it's to remind her. myself again right. Cause that it's not her. I'm saved. Right. Read it. Do you want me to make your $2,500 money? Right. Do you want but me you, to make it? But you just told me you didn't steal none of my stuff. And you just, right? You, but, you, but then she's saying, what she's trying to tell you is that, so you want to send me back out there. Right. You want to send, you, you want, want me to go back to my old life. Right. right. That was, but that's what she's doing anyway. Well, yeah. right. That's where she's at right now. She's that's in Hollywood. She she's in Hollywood somewhere right now. Well, you might run into her when you walk out oh, the yeah, door. Oh, yeah, I'm going. You know. Oh, oh, trust me, I'm <laughs> going down Hollywood Boulevard when I leave here. Mm. But nevertheless, so I text her back and I said, "Huh? What are you saying? 
what are you talking about? I have no idea. You got me really confused mm-hmm. right now. Mm-hmm. And she never responded back to me. So these are the type of things do you, if you're going to work with these, you got to be ready. You got to be ready. You got to be serious. Mm-hmm. You got to have peace. You got to have joy. You got to have, like John was saying, you cannot allow anything to move you because they're looking mm-hmm. for the first thing yeah. to take yeah. you off your game so mm-hmm. that they can rip you apart. Mm-hmm. And because I treat them the way I treat them, they know they can't mess with me. Mm-hmm. Even though they have their, trust me, she's going to be back. Oh, yeah. I've picked her up from sitting in between parked cars at 3 o'clock in the morning hiding from pimps. Mm. You will be back. And like my friends say, I hate your heart. I'm going to be there to welcome her. Because the Bible says, Jesus said that if my friend offends me and slaps me on my left cheek, Mm -hmm. give him my right cheek. And I live by that. Mm -hmm. And people can say what they want, that I'm crazy or whatever. But guess what? For nine and a half years, God has protected me. He has covered me. Mm -hmm. And now I see the manifestation of what he called me to do. Exactly. Getting ready to be so much bigger, even than what I could ever imagine. That's what I'm telling you. Nine years ago, you didn't even think this way. Never. All I thought was I was just going to be out walking the streets trying to help, you know, women and boys and girls that are runaways and out being abused. But now when I see what and the is understand come, and then and I know we got to go the understand this is why I want you to hear me. It's bigger than you. And I know you know that. And that what baby girl did. Ladybug did was a distraction, mm-hmm. supposedly. But, it didn't but work. no weapon mm-hmm. form shall prosper. Mm-hmm. It didn't work because people Glory like to God. Deborah, why are you so calm? I'm like, I don't know, because <laughs> I love them boots. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> them sexy boots that come way up <laughs> over the knee. <laughs> Love them, but it's God. It is. You know, so, so I tell people, find out where you fit mm-hmm. because it takes an entire collaboration, partnership, and capacity to do this work. I'm Absolutely. just one person. Mm-hmm. I, I I only do what I do, mm-hmm. but there's so much more that we all can And there's do. so much more to the dynamic that mm-hmm. you can introduce people into right. doing. They'll just fit right into the mold, but right. you've already set the mold. Right. Because people John, call you have a me question? all the time. No, no, no. I, well, actually, I was going to ask the armbands that you're wearing. Oh, oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Armbands, thank you. I was going to ask asking. earlier, but I didn't want to yeah. stop her from talking. <laughs> These armbands are mm-hmm. what I use to motivate people oh, when they always you matter. start a conversation. Yeah. And, and hold this is on. Hold on. Mm-hmm. And what the is small it? one just says that children are not for sale. Oh, and children mm-hmm. are not for sale. Mm-hmm. Those are nice. You know, I've been seeing Metro and so forth put up posters about trafficking mm-hmm. to, to, to uh, raise awareness right. about what's going on and, and to... Uh, well, I think that's awesome. Well, the reason why is because in local urban communities, mm-hmm. these victims are on and off the trains and the buses all day. Mm-hmm. And a lot of what has happened to the reason why they're now raising awareness mm-hmm. is because they steal the ride. So when you ride the Metro, you're supposed to pull a ticket. Mm-hmm. And when you pull that ticket, you tap your car it mm-hmm. gives you a ticket mm-hmm. so they have the security on the metros walking by asking the passengers if they have tickets mm-hmm. okay. and what they were realizing that a lot of them without tickets were minors in the middle mm-hmm. of the day that were not in school and when they bring in law enforcement 
to meet the miners at that next stop. The miners don't know, but they're getting off Mm -hmm. and they're arresting the miners and find out they either have warrants for missing or AWOL or a warrant Mm, for, you know. See, that's a whole nother dynamic. Right. Mm -hmm. So that's why Metro is now doing that because Mm -hmm. they have they have a high level of activity because they're transportation. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Wow. I've chased many of my girls through the metro station <laughs> with my red bottoms on. She said, Tracer. <laughs> and she got them on today, too, y'all. I don't want y'all to get it twisted. She got them on. But, very, you know, we are just so glad yes. to have you. We're just going to keep you, you connected mm-hmm. with our show so that, you know, and again, and I and I mean this, and you can check with Najuma. She'll tell you whatever you need. You know, mm-hmm. we'll, we'll put the word out. We'll come walk the streets with you. We'll do, you know, whatever you need. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, and I know you don't need us. But what I'm saying is we will be glad to I mean, be a part of you. And everybody. The good thing about some of the, the tracks now is they're not as hot. Okay. Unfortunately, okay, the good thing is they're not as hot because those girls out there, they get robbed, stabbed. They I get, know you know, guns put on them, snatched mm. in cars. So what they've done now, which is actually more dangerous, is they do private dates. So mm. they have the men that they met mm. out on the streets that's like a regular, mm-hmm. and they connect through that way. And they have Backpage. They have Redbook. They okay. have all these websites where you can actually go on. If you go to Backpage and you go to Escorts, you'll see all kind of women pop up. Backpage, backstage is like, or back, Backpage is like a Craigslist yes, kind of thing? Yes, exactly, okay. and oh. Redbook. Okay. Right, and, and now... Many of my girls who are even minors have their own personal websites. Now you can actually oh, build a website goodness. from your cell phone through mm. your phone number. So as soon as a person taps in like orange or whatever your nickname is or whatever, your website will come up under Google and your phone number is automatically attached. You can add photos. You wow. So parents listening, mm-hmm. listen to what your check kids are your saying and with check their, their cell phones, phones nicknames, right. mm-hmm. and you can find they have now these real quick websites that they build right from their cell phone. Mm-hmm. You know, we can't sleep on this, folks. We just <laughs> no. can't sleep. Well, I could talk about it all day. And we can tell. We'll, we'll definitely have, have you back for we sure. Got have for to part, have you back for part two three part four. two coming up yep <laughs> oh absolutely and we wish yeah. you all the success yes. tomorrow the address again um do you have that up john for yes tomorrow please? yes we do uh let me pull that up one and more what second. time again from nine to three oh, from nine to three mm-hmm. okay if you got to stand up i have it actually on up. the screen but let me read it out for those okay, who good. are just uh watching right so it's uh 3320 west adams boulevard that's an la 90018 again 3320 west adams boulevard LA 90018. This is the Holman United Methodist Church. Absolutely. And we take donations, cash, gift cards, awesome. grocery stores, Target, Victoria's oh, Secret, Abercrombie Fence, Walmart. Uh, we take brand new clothing because when I get girls that are coming out of the halls or girls mm-hmm. coming from jail, they have nothing. Right. So I'm always telling people if you this is not for you, just be a giver. Right. Just Give. donate. Mm-hmm. When they come out, I have to, you know, thank God that money is coming, mm-hmm. you know, soon. But yeah. I have to get their hair done. Yeah. I have to buy hy- hygiene products for them mm-hmm. and lotion and soap right. and underwear and bras and panties. Right. And so, you know, we we take it all. Okay, we take it good. all. That's good to know. <laughs> and they reach you by the virtuous woman. Or call me. Yeah, or uh-huh. call Yeah, she gave her phone right out to 10 million yeah. people. 310-270-7520. So. Mm-hmm. My, my office is in Inglewood. I don't give the physical address for okay, my own fine. protection. Yeah, that's good. That makes my sense. office is located in Inglewood, California. So mm-hmm. if they need to drop something off, that's mm-hmm. good. Oh, this has been amazingly yes. wonderful. Really very exciting. So we're so glad to have you. Thank you. You're one of our new friends. <laughs> 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 
Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly plus free daily bonuses, so don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW report prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18+. Plus.